Welcome to Almost a Podcast. This is your host, Mike, with my uh, two uh, two fellow co-hosts here, Sean lads. and Colt Man. Hello. Lads. Hello. Man, I clipped so yep. hard. Are These you two awake? sons of bitches. Your 8 a.m. podcast on Wednesday. Let's go. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> Wake up. Hey, you. Right. You're finally People awake. to this at any time. It's crazy. Yeah. So I never think about that. Before we start off like on actual topics, and I need to get something off my chest. Um, okay. I made some steak over, over the weekend. Oh, I, you texted us about this. Continue. And, Continue. Uh, so it was a thick cut. Uh, I let it. I did let it sit. I let it sit in like salt for like f- oh, five days, and like I used garlic salt and like coated the entire thing and just made it. Oh, like use a perfect, special salt. I see. Uh, it's <laughs> garlic. It's garlic table salt. It's not like Himalayan bullshit. It's not the pink you, sea salt. It's literally something before the word salt. Therefore, it's a fancy salt. Okay, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just I was too lazy to like cook up garlic with it, so I was like, right. oh, I'll use garlic salt. But maybe, maybe it, it was room temp. It, it, like it was not cold. It was not. Yeah. It was not. No, no, it was cold. Unfortunately, I did not pull it out early. I pulled it out, um, like, like ten minutes before I was going to cook it. Oh, so I see. I, I see. didn't. I didn't have time it to pull cold. it out, and that's why I, I had to use the oven. I had to steaks go in the oven. I had to stick it in the oven. I seared it all up and then i whipped out the meat thermometer and i'm like the temp is like 70 degrees in the center of this thing this is not going to be cooked all the way through it's just not going to be ready so i'm like fuck so i threw it in the oven for like 15 minutes at uh, i think 250 just to like slowly like cook it on the inside and that finally did the trick and it i mean it turned out absolutely perfect the aging was great it adds like some good beef flavor to it uh, and pull that salt pulls out you know excess moisture i don't think I don't think the argument was ever that cooking it in the oven produces a bad steak. It's just that it's, it's just that fundamentally it's, the wrong way to do it. It's it, in Sean word, no, it's, it's in Sean's just, words, it's baby mode. That, it's exactly, that's that's the exactly what it is. Because it I is didn't, not baby mode. It's, it's right totally to baby it. mode. Because I didn't I should have lowered the temp on my pan and not pan fried it as much. Um or done it slower versus a, super, like less a super high temp. Yeah, what does that exactly. mean? But like who Fact. cares about the skill? It's just it just matters about the good steak you get. For, okay, for those who don't, who, who are new to this, the journey versus the destination. For you know, <laughs> yeah, for the, just real quick. For those who don't know, what we're talking about real quick. We have a big argument about whether you put oven into in. Sorry, yeah. If you're, cooking, you put a if you're steak, cooking a steak at home, if you're cooking a steak at home specifically, yeah. If you whether you yeah. put a steak that you're cooking at home in the oven or not, when if you like you're pan frying it, and this is like goes way back to one of our early episodes, but. Um, mm-hmm. Mike and Sean say that's heresy. That's like baby mode. It sucks. You're an idiot. And I say the oven's the way. I'm pretty sure they do this at all professional steakhouses. <laughs> uh, you're wrong. And that's that's basically the history. So there now you know. Now Mike has gone to the light side. He's he's now. A, I have not seen the light. I just user. I just had to bitch out and not. I I made the mistake of not letting it come up to room temperature beforehand because if it came up to room temperature. Temperature, I would not have to had to do do that. I still think it's good to put it in the oven because I like I like searing it just to, just to get that caramelization of the butter on the top of the of the steak. Then the uh, oven really? evenly cooks. I get it like a more broad pink center with the oven method over the pan fry method. Yeah, I like it when you have that slight on the the top bits. You have that slight crisp, like it's yeah. There's a little bit of like a little crispness almost to it. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
don't know how like, to describe it, but I get I yeah. get that. I, I get it and I you like the that caramel, too. Like, like the, the caramelization butter. of the Maillard. Like you can yeah. literally smell it. Like I remember taking that I gotta say, I, I, when I took it out of the oven, I could smell like this caramel so smell coming off it. I was like, oh, I know that. So good. It smelled it's so good. And it's a, it's a perfect steak. Like, yeah. absolutely perfect. Absolutely I hate it because I, I make so much better steaks at home than I do when they go into a restaurant, right? Like, the, I have to go to like a very high tier restaurant to get an excellent steak anymore. You gotta pay I'm like, like 100 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah. And I'm like, I can just like buy like a decent steak, even like a, like a shitty New York strip from, uh, or like kind of a meth fillet from like Walmart or something like that, and cook it up pretty much perfectly. Walmart, ooh, yeah. Walmart, yeah. Like, that is that is low tier there. <laughs> it is right, but you cook it up well, and it just turns out excellent. And it's you're like, decent. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, for for all the you know argument I put forth on steaks, I hardly ever eat them. I don't really remember the last well, time I ate that, a steak. That's kind of Wait, me really? too. That's kind of me as well. I I since Carly doesn't eat as much red meat. I just don't get steaks as much. Yeah. Well, I honestly think the last time I ate a steak was when I was camping, and that was it. It's like, no. And that was a while ago. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't do it. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever made a steak since I moved out. Wow. <laughs> you know, at, at home. They're good, but a good really? steak is a lot of money, even, even just buying it from the grocery store. I mean, a tenderloin is like 20 bucks. For two yeah. solid tenderloins, that's I mean that's a lot of money. That's I can why just make I, mac and cheese. Yeah, that's why I get a uh, <laughs> New York strip usually because I like the flavor actually better of New York strip. I usually get New York steak strips as well. When yeah. I do get them for for camping, I, I get those usually. Yeah, and you yeah. We do like get that perfect sear on the the fat side of it, and oh, mm. beautiful. They're a solid. But, they're a solid, um, like middle ground, mid tier. Like I just quality. throw everything in a cast iron, and then like <laughs> stuff it, comes out. At least we're all beautiful. using cast irons, as we know that is the alpha male of all cooking wear. I'm sorry, I've said, <laughs> admit, admit, I was using stainless steel. I, um, wow, I, I think I've Pathetic. said this before. I don't have a cast iron right now. I've got a. You don't? Oh, I. That's a that. you problem. That is a you it is problem. A, it is a me problem. I have to admit, they're but, like twenty bucks. Yeah, so here's one. the thing. Like I, I've told you right that my mom has like a hundred year old cast iron, and that's kind of like the one I want to have right it's an heirloom from like my great grandmother yeah i mean there's there's not a problem with having two cast irons my yeah <laughs> exactly when one's the more you the know, getting seasoned you get the other one out yeah, you, you if you're like ah, oh, wow this this meal is gonna destroy this pan throw it in that one and and save the heirloom for the nice steak right yeah okay all right that's that's, <laughs> that's fair point i'll get a cast iron i'll add it to my short list alexa add cast iron skillet to the shopping list is that a thing do you have alexa yeah, it's like out in the living room. Ah, dang, we couldn't hear I would it. never have an Alexa. <laughs> really? Personally. No, I don't want the thing, a listing the, device in my the home. The guy like with all the smart devices doesn't have a smart assistant. Now, that's, that's because he, that's All why my smart devices assistant. are completely locked down and not yeah. able to even talk outside of my network. But, man, like when you get, when, when, when the Google Home has the power of chat GPT, how are you not going to get one? Like, you can talk to that? That would be so awesome. If if we get some sort of Jarvis situation, I would consider getting one of these things, right? But I don't, I don't, I don't. I waste so many seconds by waiting for this thing to respond to me. I don't want to. I don't. Just, I don't want to waste those. That, that's actually true. Typing it in, it's like yeah. I can type way faster than I could. Uh, yeah. wait, waiting. If we get Jarvis, sure, I'm all about it. Yeah. Right? 
for me, it's actually just the shopping list feature is really nice because I'm terrible about going to a store because I'm the type of person who likes to wander through stores, right? They're like, oh, I could use this. This sounds like good. And then I end up like buying more food than I initially have. I end up using it, but for the most part, it's like, that's why I limit myself to just a, a basket when I go to like a, a big grocery store just to carry that much. I'm not using a shopping cart. It's just a basket. Um, but with the shopping list is so nice because it's like, Oh, throughout the week I'm like, Oh, I need this. And I'll say add it to the shopping list and then it'll be added. I can check it. I'm like, these are the things I need to get. I mean, but how if I see something cool, are you, are you, is your phone not around you? Cause it's because I don't want to add it manually to my phone, but it's, it's like much, much nicer doing that uh, way. Yeah. It's way more elevated <laughs> right. to Fine. add it from your voice. Like elevated. you yeah. don't have to lift a muscle. Except for your mouth. And I can be, like, doing things. <laughs> you could argue there's lots of muscles you're using. Well, yeah, but, like, you're just... I know, I'm just, I'm just being contrarian. No, <laughs> yeah. it's... Sean's uh, just being an asshole. He's just trying it's, to counterpoint. Personally, I'm not going to use the voice assistants until they're perfect. But... Yeah. Um, and they don't sell you your know, data. If you like them, more power to you. Yeah. Here's the thing, like, I've even, like, seen stuff happen where I'm like, oh, YouTube recommends something, even though I'm not even close to this voice assistant thing or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, I think my data is being sold regardless. Yeah, I think I, I, think, I tend to lock stuff down really well. It's still like, oh. Yeah. I think there's something fun. in the terms and conditions, like, against your will where it's like, yeah, okay, when you talk, you know, we're listening. We're giving you that yep. YouTube recommendation. We're going we're gonna to sell your firstborn child, firstborn child yeah, or something like that. Yeah. I feel like that's... That's the uh, terms and conditions that you That's sign. The terms. If they decide to, they can take your child. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want that. <laughs> I just yeah. Which is smart. Myself from that. Using Home Assistant. Yeah. But uh, besides that topic, the main topic I wanted to get to today was actually something I'm surprised we haven't really talked about much. Is like I think we've mentioned it on the side and like oh like this is a little side thing like hey you know we've done this in the past but actually like hiking and exploring outdoors. It's just something we all really enjoy doing and we haven't really sat down and actually talked about some of our experiences and like there's these crazy hiking trips that I know we've all been on. So I I think Sean is the things that we like to do. Yeah. That too. I know Sean, you spent a lot of time hiking and outdoors. Yeah. Well, basically all the time (laughs) he grew up somewhere where you could do a lot of it. I feel like. It, Whereas it you was and I weird. Mike, so, well, cause, oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I'm interrupting. Well, I was gonna say like when I was in California, when I was growing up, all right. Uh, yes, I, I would. My parents would take us on like camping trips. We'd go to Yosemite like every year, and a couple other things, right? But I didn't particularly enjoy camping as a kid. Um, I thought it was fun, but I hated like hiking, and I just wanted to like, you know, do. F- fun stuff that I didn't have to hike very far to or mm-hmm. walk to to see. And then when I went to college um, in Michigan, I joined the Outdoors Club and because um, I thought, well, you know, hey, I like outdoor stuff. You know, at that point, at that point, I was into rock climbing. So I was like, well, maybe they have a thing there and they did. And then you're in the environment, so you get use other stuff. And then from there, I started just doing a ton more things. I think... I think junior year, I was gone every weekend. Um, yeah, that, that uh, checks the out. School year. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, what do you want to do this weekend? I'm like, I'm going to be in up in, you know, the upper peninsula or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Have to be doing some something weird place. Uh, three days hiking because you're going to take like, like, oh, I can't. I'm going to be in Monday. West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
Um, so that was super fun. Um, and now I feel like a fake outdoor person <laughs> now that I've <laughs> moved away and am an adult now. Uh, because I just have, I've only done like last year, I only did like three, maybe f- no, wait, four, only four or five trips last year. And I felt, I felt like I should have done more. Oh, <laughs> hmm. uh, that's not I fake. Feel, that's better than both of us, I think. I was going to say, I feel like, you know, I, since moving to my new spot, have hiked a lot, but I'm not doing these overnight camping trips um, like Sean mm. is. And I feel like, Sean, that's what you constitute as like a true experience or like a trip is like when you go and hike slash camp overnight. That's true. Um, Carl and I just do not do that right yet <laughs> uh we bought a we bought a two-person or like a actually we bought like a six-person tent for the two of us Ooh. to bring to bring yeah. along like like true americans like true man yeah that's very american like plus sized right <laughs> yeah two people in a <laughs> six-person tent perfect yep. i want to try and do that this year maybe honestly sean since we live kind of close to each other we should try to like maybe coordinate something because i honestly the only time i don't have much experience with like camping I did it very early in my life when I lived in the Washington State area, and then I yeah. did it with you when we went to Yosemite. But then, you know, we were talking yeah. about like, bear- oh, that was a, that was a super fun trip. <laughs> that was a great trip. But there was like bear traps and stuff, and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So the bears bear can boxes. just the bears can just walk in and like tap your little tent and be like, yo, where's the food? And I'm just like, I, I don't know, I don't really know how to deal with yeah, that. Potentially. Well, but that's like- in that's in bear territory, right? Not yeah. every everywhere is bear territory. Oh, you know, I was actually going to bring this up. Okay. Um, okay. I moved when I when I moved I moved to um, Utah and Utah has such a proximity a close proximity to so many national parks and other national parks than I where I was in California so I can drive to almost I think the other the other like a couple months ago for Memorial Day I just thought you know maybe this weekend I'm gonna go up to Grand Teton National Park and so I drove up there for several days. Mm-hmm. And you know you can do the same thing going south and uh, east and everything. And uh, there's so much to do. But I and that's kind of why I feel bad that I haven't taken advantage of that proximity, you know, to stuff. Right. But if we do a trip, uh, Colton, at some point, we can definitely meet in the middle and oh and, yeah, and do something. That you know? would be a good easy. There's there's tons of parks in the in, in the area that are that have great. Either just, you know, camping at, like, campgrounds or backpacking, which I don't think you guys are ready for yet. Yeah. Uh, I can well, I can do backpacking. So, because I've done... Well, I'm, I meant, I meant uh, Colton and Carly specifically. Oh, um, yeah. I know I know you're ready. For, you, you've done some backpacking before, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we we need to... I feel like, and, and I'll ask both of you guys this, I feel like we should be camping enthusiasts before we try a, pack, a backpacking trip where you, like, combine the hiking and the camping, right? What do you mean? I just feel like we should know what we're doing with camping. <laughs> we should be able to drive you, somewhere. By you, you mean you and Carly? Or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Carly okay. and I should get used to camping, The get all the equipment, you know, go on a trip. Oh, we should have X item, this item. You yeah. should enjoy car camping before you try backpacking, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I will say, we're before for Spain, we're going to get those big, uh, the backpacks, the big backpacks that you take on a... Just backpacking, backpacking trip probably to travel in Spain with over like yeah, a duffel bag, so. so we'll have that hardware. But yeah, those we, aren't cheap. Oh well, you know what? We're we're gonna use it, so we're, we'll we'll buy it. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But um, yeah, I feel like yeah. you're right. We should probably do some camping first before backpacking, or we'd have to do something very light. I don't. I don't really know. Like, I feel like I'd be down, but well, you be- could definitely do a light one, right? You you by just hiking in a couple miles. Yeah, uh, a couple hour then, hike or something. And then you camp for the night, yeah. have dinner, and then you camp out the next day. Yeah. I did that in uh, in college when it was finals weekend, and I was like, yo, guys, it'd be really cool is if we hiked, if we if we started a, a little backpacking trip. It's just, we don't, and this is uh, the middle of winter, too, weekend. right? This is not in study. the middle of winter. Yeah, and winter camping. And people were like, heck yeah, well, let's do that. So I led that trip, and we only went in, you know, probably three to four miles, and then... You know, we like, all right, it's freezing. Let's get dinner going and just set up tents. And yeah. then next morning we woke up and hiked out. You know? Well, that's it was super one quick. insane thing about the States, right, is I I don't know how it is in other countries. Um, I haven't really, I haven't backpacked in other countries. I've only done it in the United States. Mm-hmm. And here, if you can go to any national forest, which that covers a lot of the United States. A lot of national there's, forests. There's a lot of forests. Yeah. yeah. And you can go to or any national a forest. Or of land management land. It which is, is okay. a lot of land. Yeah, but anywhere, anywhere in a national forest, anywhere in the viewer land, like basically public land, you can just camp. No permits, mm-hmm. no nothing. You just go there. Um, I learned that because... You're supposed to follow several guidelines, but yes. Yeah. Um, like I... Yeah, like be, don't be a, a dick camper. Like, like leave all your trash around and stuff like that. Not but everybody no. knows this, Michael. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. No, I feel like that's common sense just to not leave your trash. Not like, litter. Common sense isn't yeah. common. All right. But, Sometimes it's um, not. All right. So yeah, just don't litter. Um, but I learned this because uh, I took a trip freshman year out to Yosemite from Michigan with um, a group mm-hmm. of high school friends. And we we're like, how are we going to like, how are we going like, you know, to stay at hotels or something like that? We're poor college freshmen so yeah we decided actually. to just camp the entire way there's like only like two places where we parked a legitimate campground but like say when we got to yosemite national park we're like there's no space at this campground obviously so we parked oh. in the national forest about two hours from like the base of the uh um actual in like the actual valley and we just parked mm-hmm. in the national forest up in the alpine areas we're like this will work it's right on the border yeah. and you just park there there's a perfect spot that people had obviously already used before. Yeah. Um, and we just like drove off to the main road and parked, right? We had a four wheel car and just, all right, set up a tent and we all set up our own tents and yeah. Uh, but that was a, a great experience. Just basically camping the entire way there. Obviously this is car camping. Um, so it's a little different than backpacking, yeah. but I've done backpacking as well, uh, up in, in Montana. And that was like third, three to four days yeah. each. It's, I, so I don't know how I got into it, but I started like really getting into backpacking. Like, and I love the gear aspect too, right? Because mm-hmm. there's all, sort, all sorts of products and things you can get mm-hmm. for certain, uh, however you want to specialize. If you if that's something you want to do, for for example, I don't I like to be lightweight, mm-hmm. but I'm not one of the ultralight people, right? But I do try and get as light as I can. You know, mm-hmm. uh, within reason. I don't like shave my toothbrush in half. Yeah, <laughs> uh, to save the ounces, right? Yeah. But I will tally everything up to know exactly how, what I'm carrying and and yeah and, and plan. You try to have like a stuff. tent that's like a pound, pound and a half, or something like that. Yeah, something light. I have my, the backpack I have is a one of the lighter backpacks. Um, 
and I don't know. It's when I first the uh, first backpacking trip I went on, I was severely underprepared, and it was a uh, it was oh. winter backpacking as well. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I always remember that I can't. I couldn't feel my feet until the second day. Um, like you barely feel them, right? Enough to know that, gosh, they're freezing cold. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, that's rough. That's yeah, like, but then I finally started to get like warm the next day. Uh, so that was pretty intense. Yeah, you were like surviving. <laughs> like that's like yeah. survival mode. Yeah, yeah. But then after that, I figured it out, and now yeah. uh, now I'm like super good. I, yeah. I would say about about planning for weather and terrain and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing that good. blows me away is the winter camping. Like that's something I've not done yet, and that is oh, you like, should do it. I love winter camping. It's awesome. How it's like I don't want to be like I've done <laughs> cold camping. Like uh, it got to around twenty six when I was in Montana. You remember this is yeah. Alpine, right? We're at ten thousand feet. Um, and I remember like waking up and I'm like I'm like I'm glad I'm wearing like literally like clothes. Like I had like full like <laughs> yeah. you know uh, base layer on like yeah. Yeah. long johns and long underwear. Uh, a long and I'm I'm still cold. My feet are freezing, and I'm like, what the heck? And I have a thirty yeah, degree I, bag too, right? I have a a, a, a zero. Well, if you have a thirty centigrade. degree bag, then it's not the right bag for that weather. Right? Yeah, exactly. That's right. The, the the bag rating is the survival rating, not the comfort rating. <laughs> so this oh, is like geez. the minimum. The bag yeah. rating of thirty degrees is like you'll survive if it's thirty. Yeah, but you uh, won't be comfortable. You, might, right? you won't be comfortable. <laughs> So if, if you're camping in freezing, which in American is 32 degrees Fahrenheit, then you want a zero degree bag to be comfortable. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because they degrade it in Celsius, I'm, I'm assuming. No, no, no. Uh, Celsius and Fahrenheit. But if I say zero, it's it's zero degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Oh, oh okay. I see. I see. Gotcha. Yeah. Or I think if you're, was... if you're camping in 32 degree weather, you, which is freezing, then you want Fahrenheit. Then you want a zero degree Fahrenheit bag. I see. I see. Yeah. Gotcha. To be comfortable. That, yeah. See, I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> yeah. And have I don't think we were expecting freezing. that cold because this was August in Montana. Yeah. And like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's... And they're like, oh, there's snow on the ground. Like, you know, that's yeah. actually that's not uncommon. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, my family, we like to do that every couple of years, head out there. Um, mostly because my grandfather spent so much time out there. But he'll take us. He's getting a little old now. Um, his knees aren't what they used to. Mm. So it's hard for him to hike the the distance, but uh, yeah, it's a fun time. Now it's more more log cabins. We stay yeah. on log cabins, which is too, which is always yeah. fun. Yeah, I just like kind of being out in the woods. You know, I really mm-hmm. like woods. I mean, forests. it's just like yeah. nature. It's like you know, you just like it's feel it's neat. You feel <laughs> uh, a little bit revitalized, revitalized. Um, yeah, when you get back at, when you get out in nature, sometimes yeah. especially with some good friends, it's like. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's a good time. Yeah. Well, There's being nothing like the Alpine who doesn't air. like being around people yeah. very much. <laughs> the the outdoors is great because there's very little people out there, mm-hmm. and uh, depending stairs. on where you go, I mean, some some and depending on what time of the year, uh, there's some national parks that are so popular now that it's it's almost like going to Disneyland at some of these places. You know? <laughs> yeah, at I feel Yos- like Yosemite's that way. At Yosemite, Yosemite actually, and Zion is. Oh, is Zion that bad, on, too? Depending on time, time of the year, yeah. Man. Yeah. They had yeah. to restrict one of the most popular climbs, which is... I I have mixed feelings about it, but I'm also glad they did it, uh, Angel's Landing in Zion, mm-hmm. because it was just getting too... And I've thank, I've done it before they lottery did it. I've, I've thankfully done it like four times, but all at times when there was not, not a lot of people, 
that I could only imagine. I if I saw enough people on it, I would just say no, I'm not doing that yeah. because there's yeah. certain parts of it that are literally three and a half feet wide, and it's a thousand foot drops on either side. I wouldn't do it with those other people around because yeah. I don't trust them. No, you're saying <laughs> yeah. so. These are uh, you roped in or whatever you like. You're not roped up. in, but there are chains that are like staked into the rock that you can hang on to. So do you like, you have your little catch, like if you fall, you get caught by your little harness and rope. So no, you like, you're not, you're not, you're not hooked in at all. Wait, so. is it, is it like a climb as in like rock climbing or is it just uh No, it's a hiking. Hike. Oh, it's a hike. Oh, okay, it's a right. hike. It's See, a I, short hike, a very steep hike. I, oh, so I thought you were rock climbing. Yeah. And like, I was I think, like, I, I think I've done this one. In. <laughs> yeah. I think I've done Angel's Landing. Yeah. It's, okay. it's a short hike, but yeah, there are like chains along the edges so you don't fall off. I see. Because isn't see. um isn't the what's the name of the the narrows down there? Because Angel's uh, Landing the narrows is, is one of the one of the hikes down there. Yeah. yeah. But isn't isn't Angel's Landing right above like where the narrows is? There's no, Zion. it's now the narrows is back into the valley more, and okay. Angel's Landing is kind of in the middle of it, give or take. Okay. I'm gonna send you guys um, a picture of the the lines. Oh yeah. The well, no, the not the lines, but um, just some uh, a short little video uh of what the chains look like um and i have it starting at the point in which it there is the chains happening but it's very sheer and it's not very far apart and you're not hooked in so if there's lines at all in this i wouldn't do it oh yeah i've seen pictures that's just absurd you know yeah this is this is like um, I can see a lot of people being sketched by this one. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. If it's, you look up Angel's Landing, you'll see what I mean. Yeah. But it looks really during cool. winter time. Oh, it's amazing! It's a extremely beautiful. I love the hike. Uh, I wouldn't have done it four times. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's definitely. If you have a chance to do it, I would do it. Um, don't be scared of heights when you do it. Though. Yeah, well, kind of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you won't I, make it. <laughs> a bad, a bad note. I feel like I'm learning that I'm afraid of heights. The more high up and narrow I get on things, but I feel like yeah. I got to do this. Where, um, it's honestly very stable. I mean, maybe that's just how I perceive things. But as long as you're sure-footed, you know, you're yeah, not gonna have I, an issue. Yeah, I mean, I did this and there was ice on the climb, uh, yeah. on, on the on the ground, occasionally. Yeah. And that you was might, that was you know I slipped once. Um, like, ah. and that was like ah, yeah. But I was you know I know how to handle falls and losing my balance, so I was more yeah. or less comfortable. What kind of elevation is that at? Um, are you at like an altitude where you're like oh you're a little bit more gassed, easier? No, it. I think the valley. I'm kind of pulling this out of nowhere, but it's. I want to say four thousand, three thousand feet is the valley floor, and you go up. A thousand to two thousand feet. Okay, so it's not um, like hiking the fourteeners in Colorado. It's like no, it, it's, it's not quite that steeper. It's exhausting. It's, it's not very. It's not a long hike. Actually, it's actually oh, quite short. It's okay. only about uh, four miles, I think. Four miles. Four miles, like full. Uh, four miles for the full hike. So two miles up, two miles down. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that but would it's be straight a... up and straight down yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's pretty steep. So it's yeah. a staircase. You're walking it is, two miles. Yeah, you're walking stairs. You're doing your stair tracks. stoppers. Yeah. getting those in yeah. but hey it's fun um super worth it and yeah. there's to, there's there's so many different i mean in general uh just to widen the topic a bit the reason i like going outside and hiking and especially backpacking is because you can see things that you will not normally get to see and most people won't get to see 
because there's no easy access to it. You know, you just have to go do it with your yeah. own feet. It is. It is interesting. Like the the views you get from like a, a classic mountain hike for in like uh, Utah or Colorado, Utah or Colorado is super eye opening. You just get like addicted. That's how I felt when I when I went to Yosemite. I was like, whoa, this is like unreal. And when I went to Colorado and did uh, the 14er, which is a 14,000 um, foot peak. We, we hiked like from 11,000 feet to 14,000 feet. It's like, whoa, this is pretty wild. Like you really <laughs> like, and it's like the classic thing where just pictures can never do it justice. Like you can get some right. really good shots, yeah. but the scale of it, the feeling of like being on top of the, of the peak is just so, so gratifying. And it's like kind of addicting. Like you want to go up more peaks. It's a good challenge yeah you know, and it's, it's good mm-hmm. for it's good for you yeah you know, it's a very physically good and mentally i think yeah i feel like yeah honestly you could hike you know you do these challenging hikes and that could be your main form of exercise and that would be an amazing amazing kind of just hobby to keep yourself in absolutely shape. i mean do you remember the guy we saw at uh, quandary peak the 14er when he's like this 60 year old man and he's running up the mountain yeah like, he just he's keeping and not those even like a shape. not even a jog like like actually, well, trail runners like, like are a, actually insane. So there's, yeah, there's like that. a strong sprint, okay. not like <laughs> a, not like a dead sprint, but like a like a, a pretty like decent sprint. Right? I want to. He's just I, going do 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 right up the mountain. And I'm like, what is this guy on? <laughs> I want to <laughs> right? like. I, I want to. Where speak. I'm like huffing and puffing. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, how is he doing this? I want to speak real quick because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna out myself here. I'm gonna dox myself. I live in Colorado, <laughs> so I I go on a lot of different peaks. I go on a lot of different hikes, and I will say. The people running up the, the the mountain, the trail, are crazy. I have met yeah. a number of people um, running up the trail, <laughs> and they're these big, burly guys, completely shirtless, wearing, like, spandex. That's all they're wearing in the <laughs> middle of winter. And they're just, like, sitting there screaming, just giving themselves a pep talk. Like, I remember yeah, me and Carly were walking up. He's like, come on, let's go. And he's, like, screaming this. He's like, let's go. Let's get up this mountain. I'm not going to quit because I'm not a quitter. And he's just doing that. And then he'll come up by people. He'd be like, how's it going, man? Are you fucking quitting? I bet you're not quitting because you're a G. And he's like, he's like trying to give really motivational advice, but I'm also slightly afraid for my safety at, in the moment. Yeah. Cause he's it's like, like, like what, this two, happened- he's 250. And yeah. he's like, yeah. he's like in your face going like, are you going to quit, bro? Are you going to quit? Yeah. He's like, boy, he's yeah. running up with his dog. This has happened like three or four times. Um, uh, in, in in on various hikes Carly and I have done. So it's pretty funny. They're crazy. I'm just reinforcing that idea in your head. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I actually a different want, breed, really. Yeah, it is. I actually wanted to ask this because um I when I talk to people from outside the US a lot, is they always like ask me like, hey, what would you do like if you visit the US? I'm like, you know, don't go to like big crazy like New York City or stuff like that. I mean it's it's cool to visit, but you know, you'll see American culture and stuff like that wherever you go. But like, go to like some place like Utah, right, where there's yeah. no other place on earth that's like has the same kind of environment, right? That's that's Zion Valley I, is one of a kind. You know, Bryce Canyon is another great example. Obviously, we have drive. a lot of nature that is really one of a kind. There's yeah. kind of no way about the red yeah. rocks around, around that. that is. There's nothing like it. Absolutely, and that's like something you don't really think. I feel like, and and I'm I don't know. I don't have a lot of data, like personal data for this, but a lot of people that like come to America and they like think of L.A. or New York City or Chicago. They like think of like the cities. I feel like, mm-hmm. whereas honestly, you know, we got some amazing like nature stuff. Like people on Reddit will post 
pictures of like these hikes in Colorado and Utah and Montana and all this stuff. And they'll be like, yeah, I'm in a, I'm, a, I'm in America hiking. And they're like, that's in America? Are you kidding? It's like <laughs> something that's not really shared about America, I guess. Like, it's not one mm-hmm. of the main hitting points. But I would definitely, if I was visiting America, go visit one of, like, the mountainous areas, uh, like Utah, Colorado, or, um, like, Montana. And I would go see those areas because they are very unique and they're so accessible. You mm-hmm. can get a hotel in like Salt Lake City or Denver, which are the two major cities of Utah and Colorado, and you can mm-hmm. get to the mountains in like a half hour. It's super, super easy. Yeah. What I think is interesting for, for Europeans is, and what I know a lot of them come over here to do, is they do go to like southern Utah, northern Arizona, because it is just completely unique for them, right? Desert-y. They have the Alps, <laughs> right? They understand mountains. They yeah. got forests, you know. What they don't have is rock formations and deserts. Yeah, um, that, that is in in the central European continent or areas, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, so you get a ton of French people and German people in in southern southern U- southern Utah, northern Arizona, just around there in the summer because they're like, wow, look at all these rocks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they just look don't at get these them. Cool so rocks for the red rocks. Yeah, <laughs> the only like Monument it- Valley, you know, or like in in in. Uh, Forrest Gump, when he's running down that road in the middle of nowhere, oh, yeah, yeah, that is called the Lonely Road, and uh, or the Road to Nowhere. I can't remember one of those two, and it's in Monument Valley, and those giant pillars of of, of rock that are just out there are crazy. The driving through that whole area is nuts, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Great I feel like that's why the road trip is such a common occurrence in the states too, right? Yeah. That's something. I know my family did a lot as a growing up is we'd be like, all right, where are we going? And we're going to drive there. One, yeah. I like car culture. So central, right. But when you talk For to Europeans, they're like, yeah, they're like, I'm going to drive two hours someplace. What the heck? Maybe I'll take a what? train. But yeah. why would I do well, that? They have, to, yeah. they have to deal with like the, <laughs> the traveling into a different country. Whereas we don't really have to worry about that yeah. for most, you yeah. know, most That's of America. True, yeah. So, uh, I mean, with EU anymore, it's not uh, as big of a problem, but you know, you have, like, yeah, you're going to a different country, and you're, you know, it's so car-centric here in the States. Like, oh, it we're going to drive 12 hours or plus, right? Like, I have family in Colorado, and uh, when my grandfather was alive, right, when I was in my my youth, we mm-hmm. every single year, we'd do a... Your youth? You are in your youth. <laughs> oh, shut the fuck up. Uh, okay, you know, let's be like, real. We like, are, though. Yeah, when I'm like, when I'm like, my t- when I'm 10. Like, right? your, yeah, yeah, your yeah, child lessons. <laughs> Childhood, yes. Childhood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, We'd go, we'd drive out there. And that's like Mm -hmm. a two-day trip, like about like 18 hours of driving. And you drive all the way out to Colorado and then drive back to Michigan. And you're like, it's like a a once-a-year occurrence. And that was just like, that's just normal thing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, You talk to a lot of people around here. Just normal American things. Just normal, yeah. I always want to drive somewhere. Just American things. Yeah. Let's start a whole thread on that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's cool to have that opportunity, though. I mean, it's like one right. thing about America is the fact that we get like a lot of diversity in, in uh, like landscapes. That's really cool. And it's something that I feel like, you know, it's not it's not uh, represented enough. And I feel like people should know that because it's a good thing yeah. to try and experience if you come visit here or if even if you live here, you know, go to Arizona if you're from Michigan. It's like a completely different vibe. It's worth it. Absolutely. Yeah. And like different culture, like culturally, too. It's like going to a different 
different area. Sometimes right? it you feels like, like a different in... country. Yeah. 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 It actually Definitely does. Definitely when I go to the, like the East Coast or West Coast, like, yeah, as a Midwesterner, I'm like, I feel like a, it's kind of like in anime when you have like, like the, the country, the country person <laughs> yeah. going to the big city. Right. And I, I totally feel like that. Um, obviously like, I grew up in more of a city area, but at the same time, there's this huge, huge disparity there. Yeah. Um, I felt Sean, the opposite. Exactly. You're the opposite. <laughs> Sean yeah. went to the, the rural I grew up basically next to a city yeah. in the suburbs. In Al- and then I yeah. go out to, you know, middle of Michigan. Like, like what hey. are all these? There's there's actual farmland in between the towns. You're like, there's yeah. farmland like five minutes away from campus. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Not even like, like that. Whoa. Like, literally on campus. Like, we're an ag <laughs> yeah. college, right? And Michigan State was an ag, is an ag college. So, there's literally part of campus is just like farms. I could longboard along the farm, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you want to do that. The yeah, that's something are pretty... I would have to drive several hours to see in California. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. The roads are pretty shit in Michigan. So, I don't know if I'd be longboarding along that. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, I I feel like it really goes unappreciated. I wish Michigan had more of that. I think Michigan's got some awesome stuff like lakes and such, but um, and obviously you have some uh, as Sean kind of has some crazy hikes like uh, um, along the the coast, like on Lake Michigan, sure, um, yeah, and Lake Huron as well as up north. In mm-hmm. but I wish we had more like more sites. I feel like Michigan's a very flat I wish there area. was more mountains. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah mountains flat, mountains like just saying. like increase my like i don't know they just increase my happiness by like 10 percent. like if you have mountains right? in the background yeah honestly living in colorado it's like dude these mountains are so cool Never i went get, to ne- texas for uh for like a week and the entire time i was just thinking oh my god how do you live here because it's so flat it's <laughs> flat you, i couldn't see anything i couldn't I didn't know where I was. <laughs> I yeah. was lost. Desert, flat. The only like mountains were made there. of concrete. Not even that. I mean, they weren't even that tall. Um, I was in, uh, not Houston. I was in... Um, Dallas? Awesome. I was around Dallas. Oh, I, uh, okay. Um, but not like... I didn't go into the downtown area, so... It was just so expansive and flat. and For some reason, I felt Michigan was a bit more hilly than that. It was okay. just super flat in uh in Yeah. Well Michigan we, we got hit by a bunch of glaciers, right? So like they created that's why Michigan's one flat and also just like how it's got weird like hills and stuff like that, as well as the Great Lakes. Mm. Um but yeah, like if you go to the, like the west coast or the east coast of Michigan, you get a lot more hills especially if you go up north, um, you'll actually have like, you know, the remnants of ancient mountains. Yeah, but they have they have been just eroded by time. It's like the app, hiking the Appalachians, right? The Appalachians are a little a little smoother. Um, yeah, the little baby mountains, like you know. I don't. I don't call the Appalachians baby mountains. They're mountain well, ranges, but Michigan I mean, ones, I mean, the Iron I mean, Mountains, or the, yeah, Iron Mountains in uh, up Michigan are uh, definitely baby mountains. Yeah, I meant I meant or the like Michigan the uh, the the Blue Ridge Mountains. You know, those are baby yeah. mountains. Yeah, they give you a little taste. Like, oh, do you think you like mountains? Do you think you might <laughs> like mountains? Let's go go to go there. And then you'll yeah. see, you'll know. And then yeah. go to the Sierras. <laughs> then <laughs> right, yeah. go into it, yeah. Or yeah, just go to yeah Colorado and see these like you know. 14ers. I've done a I've done a seven day backpacking trip in the Sierras one time, where wow started in Mammoth, um, which is already up in the mountains at probably like eight thousand feet, and then hiked up. So in in where I was, I don't know how I'm going to describe this, but there's 
There's on the east, there is a flat, goes to a mountain peak, and then comes down, and then there's a valley, and then there's another mountain peak, and then you're to the west of the mountains, and that's like the the mountain range, right? Mm-hmm. And I had come in, I'm on the east side, hiked basically up and then down into the valley, and then, uh, you know, we're messed around for a bit, and then we hiked back up and out, uh, and that was brutal. I think we did like 3,000 feet in a day one time. Wow. And it Especially was just all... With a, all with a of, what, uh, 50 or 60 pound pack? Since oh, God, no. Oh. <laughs> I would die if I had that. <laughs> no, my my uh, dry weight is like... Uh, or base weight, as they say, is uh, probably about 14 pounds. So at max with food and water, I'm usually only carrying 30 max. And that's heavy oh, okay. for me. I mean that's. Oh, okay. right. I mean that is a lot of weight uh, for a three thousand foot hike. Yeah, uh, yeah, 3, it's still a lot. But, I mean, gain. there are Sorry. definitely some people that will, I, will I feel do weird. the yeah, 50, 60 pack, and they're like, "Yeah, this is great." I can't do that, and there's no way I'd find that enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say, um, I I was doing forty five. I think I was a it's a forty or forty five pound pack when I was hiking in the mountains in Montana. And yeah, yeah that's, that's definitely a like it's a, yeah. I'm like this is I'm carrying a lot. Well, I was carrying like the tent, right? So yeah. I was the one. I was the guy getting stuck with the tent while the ladies had their didn't have to deal with that. So yeah. Well, typically um, as well, what you do is if you if you have one person carrying a tent, then you someone else takes the poles, right? Because then the yep. weight's actually even pretty much at that point. My tent, I can take the whole thing, and it's not it's included in that fourteen base weight, and it's fine, you know. But yeah. It's yeah. It, it, that's the thing. I spend the money to get that low base weight so that during the hike, I'm not cursing the entire time right <laughs> yeah yeah your legs aren't on fire right yeah I, it's more it's, just uh inconvenience as opposed yeah, to it's definitely a lot so it's like i'm just i remember just sweating all a bunch it's just like my back oh that was the worst just yeah yeah back when you whenever you take the worst thing about uh cold weather hiking like uh um uh, backpacking in the winter is when you mm. have to put your pack back on after resting yep. your back Tends to be sweaty, so you put it back on, and it's it's really cold. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh no! Absolutely. But then you get going yeah. again, and it's fine. That's another thing is um, I haven't really appreciated it until more recently is layering. Like I used to be pretty terrible mm. about it, and I've gotten a lot better at it, especially just for the whole science weather. to how to do all it. You know. Yeah. So in short, like you want to make sure, like. I was good about like getting good socks, right? You always want to like when you're hiking, have good wool socks because they have wick moisture and they're warm when wet, which is the big ki- kicker, right? They don't so have to be wool, but you know, they definitely you definitely want to have uh good socks that, uh, yeah. that will cushion your feet. What well, do you use different I mean, I I I've always stuck with wool or a wool hybrid. I buy almost for hiking exclusively darn tough socks. Are, are those, um, which I'm not sure if they're wool or something? not. Um, they're just like engineered to, uh, cotton, maybe. <laughs> tough socks. Darn tough. Material. Shout out to darn tough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They they just they make the best socks. There's no question yeah. about it. For everything um, or for just hiking. Uh, for for uh for hiking. Okay. As I, I don't I don't I haven't tried any other socks, but hiking, heck yeah. Um. Uh, I can't really tell what they're saying, but I think it's I think it's synthetic. I don't think it's 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 wool. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. But, Engineered um, material. So they use uh, 
merino wool, which isn't a real wool, I don't think. Recycled nylon, nylon, spandex, and polyester. Okay. Yeah. 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 Wool hybrid. Wool hybrid. Yeah. Um, yeah it, well, you're right in that wool is really good in that the sense that if it is wet, it will still retain heat. Unlike cotton and most other like street clothes, yeah. Which if if they get wet, just leak heat like a sieve, you know, and and your heat evaporates through that, and then mm-hmm. you're dead. Yep, um, <laughs> yeah, especially yep. in the wintertime. Dead and and like the Game the over. one thing that for me was actually the wintertime. I I'm like I used to always sweat so much in the wintertime. I'm like why is that? And it's because I wasn't layering properly. Where I was like all right, I, and now I've been a lot better about getting like a. I do like a, a, a skin type base, like wool hybrid base layer. Um, and I've got f- some freaking awesome long johns that are also wool hybrid. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, wool, wool hybrid, right? Um, yeah. I think it's mostly smart wool as you might go to. Um, but, and then have like a good, uh, like a fleece on top, right? And you're just like wearing the fleece, being comfortably cold, uh, I think was the, the yeah. thing I heard. Well, the, 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 the idea behind layering is that you want, you're going to sweat, right? When you're yeah. working, which, mm-hmm. so you're going to sweat and you want the moisture, which is the sweat to be taken away from your body so mm-hmm. that, uh, the, the moisture isn't cooling you down. It's just getting out. Right. And that way the shirts and materials and layers can keep you warm still. Um, if it's trapped inside, then it's, it, it doesn't. Yeah, it, and then once you take it off, be warm, like what you were talking about with taking off your bag, yeah. it's like, oh, now it's a bunch of this loose, uh, you know, water. Loose, yeah, loose water that's just going to freeze. Yeah, freeze. <laughs> and you put it back or, on, you're cold. Yeah, or uh, yeah. like evaporate into the air, and that'll just draw out so much heat. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, if I'm doing cold weather hiking, then I will have a short sleeve synthetic shirt, mm-hmm. um, usually uh, not on the tight side, but, you know, closer to, um not not loose then i'll also have a long sleeve um synthetic and then after that if it's really cold another long sleeve synthetic Jeez, um, but otherwise synthetics. just a fleece right Dang. so like a, yeah. a fleece of some sort and then if if it's again really cold then i will take then i'll get either another windbreaker or a jacket after that um like a thicker layer after that but the other thing that's beneficial with layering is you don't, as you hike, you get warmer, so you're not going to keep them on the whole time. And one yeah. of the things that happens all the time when you're hiking or backpacking is you'll start the trail all bundled up. You go about 10 minutes, everyone has to stop, take <laughs> off a layer, keep going. First rest break. <laughs> and then you, you do that a, a, a bench, you do that until you become equilibrium as you're moving. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then as soon as you yeah. stop, you put your layers back on, you know. I see. It goes, they, you take layers on and off to regulate your heat in cold weather that is a whole science then yeah huh yeah these are all great things uh i'm learning a lot from from my first backpacking (laughs) adventure in the winter yeah (laughs) yeah if you're Um, camping in the summer though none of that matters you don't even need layers i was gonna say it's like (laughs) isn't that just like shorts and t-shirt do you do you ever layer up to like i don't know like long sleeve it with cargo pants just for like utility or do you just go shorts and uh, t-shirt when it's hot out i will have my shorts on uh synthetic, synthetic uh, when, I'm, when i'm having everything <laughs> is synthetic i don't have a single piece of cotton on me okay gotcha. um even if even is even if it is you know hot and that's mainly because it doesn't trap moisture right so even if you yeah. are sweating it still evaporates in your 
not carrying around extra weight in, in water, essentially. Yeah. But um, I I wear a long sleeve when I when I when it's hot um, for the most part, and it's a ultra wicking, always cool to touch long sleeve thing. And I do that mainly just because I'm so pale. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't want do sunburn. It, yeah. I will just burn. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so a little too Irish. That's kind of what I have to do. Yeah, um, yeah, I get that. I I I actually like long pants mostly because on a hiking is there's so much like brush and especially in Michigan where you have stuff yeah. like poison ivy and poison sumac that's right along like you know calf height. Mm-hmm. There's a good chance you're about to rub up against that and yeah. be like, oh, now I've got. I, I'm pretty good, like biologically. I'm fairly like, you know, it doesn't bother me too much. Sure. But uh, uh, yeah, it's still a pain in the ass when you have like this giant rash on your leg from hiking. Yeah. Or worse, you go, you like accidentally touch your leg, and then you're like, okay, I gotta go take a pee, and you're like, you know, you're aiming, and then oh wait, there's poison ivy there's on poison my ivy. leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And Not then you're have like, a good time. That's not I, a good I will time at all. normally wear pants unless it gets too hot. In which case, I I wear like <laughs> you, I'm like you the, the dorkiest guy. Yeah. Uh, when I'm hiking, because I have the this the wide brim hat with the thing on the on the neck. Yep. And then I wear the convertible pants, right? So when oh, I, oh, yeah. I start hiking and yeah, I get yeah. too hot, so then I just take off the you leg whip parts it off. and then I'm like perfect. You're like stripper <laughs> yeah, move. That, Let's go. That, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's you are really dorky. It's great. Well, I mean, it's great. Some, <laughs> like I. I'm so functional. Well, that's the thing. It's like sometimes the quote unquote dorky things are actually like, you know, why do they exist? They have a function. Yeah. <laughs> so. well, honestly, once I converted to those things, right, I had my pants. And then when I got my hat, it was a game changer, right? All of a sudden, I didn't need to wear sunscreen anymore. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, because I, and I hate putting that on when I'm hiking because then it, you're just destroyed you're, you're for the rest caked. of the trip. Yeah. Well, honestly, the, as you hike, like on a seven-day trip, for example, you don't need sunscreen because as you go, you just get dirt caked on, right? And that becomes natural <laughs> yeah. sunscreen, natural right? Natural sunscreen, yes. Gross, yeah. And, and the, oils, the oils from your skin after not showering for three days becomes natural sunscreen. Yeah. 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 So, so don't, I don't even need that anymore. It's great. Um, oh, big, God. big plus for me. That is probably <laughs> the worst part about hiking, I gotta say, is like you go seven days or I guess my kiss is like four and you're like, I have not showered um, and like usually when I'm hiking, it's the water is thirty to forty degrees. So just gotta suck it up. Fat gotta... chance that I'm not jumping in that water. Uh, mm. When I was up in in the Sierras, there was we, we camped at several alpine lakes, and we were able to like you know you get a little washing off in there, and that's pretty nice. But yeah, it's like, like a, a yeah, not too it's like cold. a sponge bath. It's not like a right. You're not taking a shower, but I think that's part of the fun is when you come back from a trip, right? And then you take your shower. Then it's it's just yeah. the best feeling. It's like catharsis. Think, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. finally clean. The layers of right. dirt have washed away. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you like just like cover yourself with an entire jar of soap. Just like remove all every single like. <laughs> I would just be in the done. shower. I already take like half hour showers. I'd be in there for an, <laughs> hour. There for an hour. And oh half. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I yeah. I'd be I'm... like, let's let's destroy. Let's like get rid of all the hot water in my boiler. Let's go, <laughs> yeah. right now. Right. Or look, that's lucky if you have one, right? If you're doing like a log cabin, coming back to that's true, I oh, guess. Yeah, maybe maybe it's either you have mild, moderate electricity, right? Or <laughs> like you know, I think Sean, you've done a, a a no electric cabin, right? 
Yeah, I've done a rustic cabin several times where there's just no electricity. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot. Gotta grab. That's awesome. Gotta make the that fire. Was a ton yeah. of fun. Make the fire. Yeah, you're good to go. Honestly, yeah. we had to because we would do the winter rustics, and I one of those tri- one of the years I was like the fire tender. So throughout mm-hmm. the night, I would wake up like every couple hours, wake up and I go put a new log in. You know. And oh really? Because otherwise, everyone would freeze. What would happen? <laughs> so yeah. what would happen if you just put a lot of logs in to last the whole? It doesn't night. fit. I mean, what do you mean? Oh, it doesn't fit. Uh, is like, it, it's like a little uh, cast It's not iron. an open pit. It's like a it's like a furnace stove thing. Uh, yeah, limited yeah. space. Um, so I see. I see. Limited space. That's, yeah. That is it, pretty cool. Yeah, I, I loved those trips. It was so much fun being in a rustic cabin with like just burning wood and you do on hikes in the, yeah. in the morning. And, and like 30 people. Yeah, it was tons of fun. Um, I would totally do that again. Yeah, got to find like a group in your area that will do that. I don't know how to find a rustic cabin and see if there's any I'm say, here like I don't that. know if there's any cabins really. Utah's a cabin. I, I feel like there's mountain cabins. I don't know. There out are there. big forests here in the, yeah. in the northern yeah, side. Yeah, it's gotta the be state, something. So. Yeah. And if you go up to Wyoming, which is not, you know, Oh Wyoming, yeah. I wanna go to Wyoming. Yeah, it's like that one of the things great about being in Utah is it's it's so close to everything, right? Mm-hmm. Or or very close to a lot of things, at yeah. least. A lot of like yeah. outdoorsy things. Like the best hikes you'll have in the in the u.s you know you got you got a lot of them a lot of the, a lot of them on your short list yeah. definitely got Absolutely. some good stuff so um, i'm excited to do times. more honestly um in, in in the future there's uh I, i'm trying to remember there was something i wanted to bring up regarding outdoorsy stuff but i can't remember what it was it's on tip my, tip my tongue like no, five minutes ago. no cooking was it cooking related do you have your oh we could talk about cooking because because i i have two mindsets because right i do the car camping and the backpacking right and they're completely yeah. different mindsets and how you cook wait right? okay i have a i have a quick question before you dive into it do you guys do the is it like the dehydrated food like what people would mostly consider space food is that what you guys take on your backpacking trips sometimes uh, yeah usually that would be we'd have a lot of that at least my fam we were mostly dehydrated and then a lot of PB and J's basically have like a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> yeah. And just, you stack about five of those in there. You have like maybe some ramen or something, like something light. Um, but like the PB and J's, like our lunch was usually like a sandwich, like a high calorie sandwich, like a just a peanut butter sandwich. Peanut butter or sandwich. Yeah. Like that. Peanut butter banana sandwich. Um, and then it would be at night. We would do like once we set up camp and everything like that, you'd get the dehydrated food out. Um, uh, and then we'd go, all right put that in and yeah. you know, put it in the pot and make it like beef stroganoff was the classic. Okay. Yeah. Stroganoff I still, I still one. remember the flavor of the kit, like the, the dehydrated beef stroganoff. It's not better. all of the dehydrated stuff is good. No, some is really good. Right. The beef stroganoff <laughs> was MSG. amazing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. The um, MSG and it was, it was I, yeah. I, I, I tend to go all out, uh, or I tend to go try and go as fancy as I can. Yeah, whether backpacking and or car camping, the best food you can. Um, because I, you know, why not? And and it's not like it's going to be a five course meal, right? But it's going to be fancy for the occasion, you know, mm-hmm. like making the steaks with the, you know, fresh ve- fresh veggies and stuff like that during uh, during car camping and stuff like that. But backpacking, I will. I will. It also depends on where I am, right? Because sometimes you're restricted in container size. Yeah. If you're in bear country, then you have to have storage. You have to all your food is to fit in a certain container size. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily, uh, you know, you can't fit everything in there. But 
depending on depending on that i'll do like i've had i've had udon out in the uh backpacking um i'll do ramen i'll i will do one or two of the dehydrated meals usually but i know lunches i've taken avocado and cheese and tortillas um is a great a lunch i've done that um there's what else have i done I don't know. Then there's snacks, right? So like trail mix, great snack. Pringles, mm-hmm. great snack. Take it out of the can and just put put Pringles in a bag. Awesome snack. Huh. I mean, that, the Pringles actually are super high calorie density. Density. I feel density. like I feel like really? I'd be into those Cheetos for for the snack. I don't the, know the, I mean, the I chip Cheetos. replacement. I love Cheetos. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Chips like like the like crisps or chips are are really good for us. Yeah. Snack. I, well. Pringles specifically because of the calorie density, but ah, um, okay. There's and they they taste good, but I, I think it's I think you guys have definitely have to make it fun, right? Yeah. If you're just just eating dehydrated stuff, I mean, if you enjoy it, that's one thing, right? But if if that's if you're like ah, you're doing it just because you think that's what you have to do, don't do that. You can carry anything you want. As, yeah. as you can take anything you want. You just gotta carry it. That's yeah, yeah. You just gotta be aware. You, you of gotta the, carry it with you, and you have to can the carry it. Back right, either yeah. in your stomach uh, yeah. or um, in a container, right? Or can, I've even you know, done steaks out. while backpacking. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, that's yeah. nuts. I brought a little tiny. I have a tiny uh, grill, not a grill, like a, a griddle. Yeah. What do you call it? Yeah, it's a Something it's like a, a weave a, a metal weave thing, super tiny. It fits one steak, and I can put that over a fire. So if I start a fire out there, uh, then I can make a little steak, and it's awesome. <laughs> That was yeah, really good. Yeah. I, I ate that with just a knife in my fingers. Isn't that the one we <laughs> talked about this on a previous podcast, maybe forty episodes ago or so? But yeah, oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah you uh, you did eat it with just your knife because <laughs> you it lost was your extremely fork. cold. The fire almost went out several times. It was yeah. Oh boy. But one of the best steaks I've ever had. Yeah, I bet. Because <laughs> you're so that. hungry and you're yeah. like, Maybe. yeah, I bet. Yeah. Man, when I'm hungry and after a big hike, it's like the last thing I'd want to do is make a steak and like wait for it to cook, but. Yeah, the you, you, the reward of eating it at the end of it would be amazing. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I, the the best food is right after like you get back from a hike, and you're like kind of exhausted, and you've already had like you've been stuck on that you know diet for a while, and you're like, oh, like I remember we did a hike and then had uh the it was like uh like the day after we decided to catch uh, this is Montana catch brook trout, caught about sixty brook trout, which are pretty small. Um, they are uh, about nine to 10 inches long and, you know, you'll have like a, you know, I think I remember eating like, t- uh, not 10, but at least seven or eight of them in- individually. And there's like six, seven of us and we just mm-hmm. split them. And, uh, that was an excellent, excellent meal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not just because nice of you can just their excellent natural stuff. Trout. Yeah. Um, well we cooked it at, at the cabin and we mm, just like, okay. I right, cook them up and then, yeah, it was, it was when beautiful. I was in when I was in the Sierras, we just hiked next to a stream and mm-hmm. set up camp there. Uh, and then one of the guys brought out a little fishing pole and fished the fish and then cooked those in the fire <laughs> as we were out there. Oh, nice. So we had like a little pan. Because if you're you can take all sorts of things backpacking, right? I was telling you about all the all the gear they have. You know, there's tiny little uh, you know pans and big pans. I mean, if you can carry it. You can use it. That's the whole yeah. thing. So I think the Sean's the most ready for the zombie apocalypse. 
<laughs> oh yeah, he's got he's like, like survival uh, yeah. equipment. He's like, I'm just gonna like, go up into the mountains for whenever I want to come back. <laughs> just drive up there. I've got you know I can go fishing or whatever, and yeah. I think I I mean slightly different from food, but one of the things I most like about outdoors going like camping, whether it be car camping or uh, backpacking, although backpacking even more so is the, just the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. Like I. You know, you get into your routine, you know, day to day, right? But you can do anything, you know, you can, there's all so many different stimulus and things. And I go see a movie, I go to the store, I talk to friends, all this stuff, right? But when I'm camping, I don't need to think about what I'm doing tomorrow. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm getting up and I'm hiking, you know, (laughs) and in the case of, or, or I'm, you know, looking at reading a book or something, something peaceful, but in the case of backpacking, it's even more so. It's like, I, what am I doing today? What am I doing tomorrow? I'm waking up and walking the whole day and then going to sleep. Yeah. And that's all. Very that's, simple life. To me, that's and surviving. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it is. It's like without the pressure to like, I don't know, do anything. It's like bringing it back to the roots of, of human civilization. Just you, <laughs> yeah. you, you wake up, you do what you need to do to like make it to the next day and then you're good. It's like backpacking is like yep. the, the closest, well... It's not the closest you can get to it, but in a comfortable way, it's kind of like, it's just very easy, like you're saying. It's very, you know. Yeah. Bring it back to your roots of just, you know, being a tribal member of a tribe, yeah. Yeah. Member of a tribe. Now, have you guys ever done the, um, do they have, if you wanted, like, so for people who don't want to, like, camp for real, right? Who want electricity? Who want glamping? Glamping. That's the word. is there glamping by you, Sean, and by you, Mike? I, I mean, there's. I haven't glamping is this. literally just. I, I having a glamping is a disappointment as as camping without many hardships, right? Yeah, I mean, it's and not as fun. I, I think that's my opinion if on you, that. If you have a shower and you have you know a solid roof over your head, that's that's it's glamping. Like an RV is glamping to me, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for the most part, yeah camp if you're you know i wouldn't say you're camping or even glamping if you're staying in a cabin that is just nearby stuff you're like you're just you're just renting an airbnb somewhere you know yeah. so, you know yeah. in the woods kind staying of staying in a house yeah yeah if it's a rustic cabin then you know you get into less of the yeah because you gotta chop your own firewood at that point right it's actually some effort that would be cool yeah, it's effort i I like that experience. The the idea of chopping my own wood to sustain the cabin. It's like still, you know, protected area where I cut down a tree once. Did you actually? Was that Yeah. Were you allowed? Did you know if you were allowed to? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. you can. Like, I need firewood. Is, Let's if, I need to chop this tree. If it's dead standing, you can cut it down. How do you know if it's dead standing though? It's dead. You well, you it's dead. Well, I cannot identify. <laughs> it's usually pretty obvious. Well, one, okay. one of the Has key no ways is it. if you take a you take a knife and scrape away at the bark to get un, to get into the tree. Um, they'll a it, it'll be dry on the inside. Okay, yeah. Um, and you'll you won't have a, there's a bit of a green layer of of plant in between the kind of core wood and the bark. And if that is not there and there's no green, then it's dead. Oh, you it's know? dead. Yeah. Uh, and if it doesn't leak any kind of have fallen off in, in the in the in the up yeah. uh, up in the canopy, you know, that's it's dead. Yeah. So All I cut right. down one of those one time for firewood. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I've only chopped firewood. It's like, never done the chopped down the entire freaking tree. It's, 
That sounds, <laughs> sounds like a blast. I'm just imagining like the forest, like when we're playing the forest. It's like you got your little little hatchet. Yeah, just you're like, like that. boom, boom, <laughs> yeah. boom. Without like Although the monsters, I, you know. I'm assuming I mean, it takes a little bit like more than okay. That big around. I'm, this is like the size of a melon. Oh, oh, it's so it was a thin guy. It was a thin, thin, boy. thin little tree, you yeah. know. But that's perfect for firewood because you take that, you saw it a little up, and then you chop that, and then you have a bunch of good firewood yeah. pieces. I'm assuming it didn't take like three hits like it does in the forest. Yeah. No, it took a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like the forest. Well, and using an axe, right? I was thinking of. No, I had actually that trip. I had a little. I have a chain saw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The chain cutter. And then I also thing? have yeah. just just a small saw, like a folding saw. Mm-hmm. And then I also had. At that point, I, and I have my knife, which the knife is a big enough knife where if you take that on top of a piece of wood and then you take another piece of wood and you hit the side of the knife, it'll split the thing. So that's generally how I'll, how yeah, I'll do bo- that. Your Bowie knife? It's not that big, but it's a, it's a, it's a good size knife um, right. for, for like splitting wood and stuff like that. Cooking steaks. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Done a lot. E- eating with? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fun. Yeah, Colton. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm excited. I would you like to. Get, you should get out there, man. Yeah, I, I'd like I, to hear about these experiences. I wanna I wanna try. It. I'm really excited to try it. Um, I and I we're we're gonna camp. You know, it would be fun if we could all maybe get together in our first camping experience. We could be with like both yeah. you guys. You know, the, that'd be, that'd the be cool. expert, the novice, and the uh, I guess I'd say the like intermediate more, guy, more like the adept, the uh. <laughs> The apprentice and the the novice. Mm. There you go. I have a. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll suggest this uh, to you later, Colton. But I have a great uh, a great location that we could go camping. Ah, okay, cool. Is it like a middle ground where we both live? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's 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 roughly middle ground. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be cool. I'm excited for these like uh, the spring and summer to come around um, to to kind of do that kind of stuff. Because honestly, yeah. the best time is right before spring summer right uh-huh because there is prime season for national parks and forests and things like that yeah and you want to go before then just before so, so it is busy. a tiny bit colder right yeah but that yeah. means there's gonna be way less people there's no lotteries to get into things and some national parks are restricted during the day and you have to like entry limits right mm-hmm. nowadays yeah um so if you're in the off season, you don't have that, and you can just go in whenever. And isn't yeah. it usually cheaper True. too? It's not cheaper. Um, although, honestly, when I go to national park, if I don't have one in, like, if if my year has expired for the national park pass, I just buy another park pass. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because gonna chances so are I'm going to go again, and if I don't, then I'm giving money to the park system anyway, and that's fine. That's something me, you're right? okay with, like supporting kind of thing. Yeah, it's now, like eighty bucks for a park pass for a year, as opposed to thirty thirty to forty dollars for a day pass. Gotcha. For any of the, is, most of the parks. Is this one of those things where if you show up, they have like a little uh, kiosk thing, and you can't get into the park without like paying or showing them your pass? Um, I mean, there's just roads into the park, um, and the the main road has a little little hut. And then you stop there and you pay the fee and then you go in. What if you just yeah. like don't That's pay how the fee? It works in most parts. What if you just like keep uh, going? You, I imagine they send the uh, park <laughs> the rangers police after you. You're like, you uh, nope, <laughs> get them yeah. out, get them. The FBI. And Fair enough. No, this is a federal park, man. You're on the you're on the FBI. Most I mean, there are list. some there are some places like in um, 
Canyonlands, right? Canyonlands is a very big park, and there are some places that are four-wheel drive only, and there are entrances to that, those areas that are not through many gates, right? You just have to go off the highway and drive far enough, and you're in the national park, right? Yeah. The 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 reasoning by, I mean, what you're supposed to do in that case is you're supposed to purchase like a ticket ahead of time to say, all right, I'm going to be on this route from this time to this time, you know, and 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 do it that way. Um, it th- that's usually cheaper than going into the park because you're only on a specific like off-roading trail, for example. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, Did we have to? Or if you're backpacking in a, in a park, you would get um, a backcountry permit for the most part. Yeah, gotcha. Did we have to pay when we went to Yosemite? Sean, I had a park pass. Oh, you so had a park pass. Please. Okay, because I was like, yeah. we parked. We definitely slept outside of Yosemite when we went, but well, we in. drove through it to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys did. park up above uh, Half Dome? Uh, park? No. We, um, so the, we we did like a couple. We went to Sequoia. I'm pretty sure we like camped in Sequoia that day when we uh, did that. Okay. And then like we on, also like between Sequoia and uh, no, I think we, when we got there, it was so we got there, it was so busy because it was Fourth of July weekend. Well, yeah, we went on oh, yeah, like yeah, July Fourth yeah. to Yosemite. So and dumb. Then we like waited in line for like four hours, and we're Just like the entire day. We're not getting we drove in. out. We're not getting in. So we, yeah, we left. So we drove in the south entrance and then went out the east uh, west entrance, mm-hmm. camped right outside of there. And then that day went into the park, did our thing in there, and then we went out the, I believe, east exit to Sequoias, south or east exit to Sequoias, and camped around there. But that was dispersed camping. We didn't actually like have a designated campsite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which honestly is it's the best way to do it. Dispersed camping is great. Yeah, but yeah, don't the bears. Don't pay for it. Just. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's going to be bears in there's campgrounds. Literally, so the last time I was in Montana, uh, the day before we got there, guy got mauled to death uh, in the campground, like not like two miles from our log cabin. So, yeah. um, Well, the bears in Montana are a bit intense. Yosemite (laughs) bears are pretty chill. (laughs) Black bears, yeah. I think there's only brown bears. uh, uh, Sorry, uh, black bears. Only black bears in in in. Yosemite. Whoa. Whereas there's there's definitely grizzlies up in Montana. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're well, taking them he, out. Also, remember that I actually I'm fairly certain the statistic is that black bears kill more people, and you're more likely to be predated by a black bear rather than really? a grizzly bear. Yeah, did not know this. Um, I, uh, but they're I also more widespread. So black bears are yeah. you know on the east coast, right? Like we have black gotcha. bears here in Michigan. So I I think the rule is with the with a black bear, you know, you make noise, make sure it knows you're there, and then, you know, it, it, it should stay away from you. That's usually the thing, as long as you don't have a ton of food on you and stuff like that. With a grizzly bear, you never know what it's going to do, right? <laughs> it could just say, you know what? Screw this guy and try to kill it's you. It's There's like, no rhyme or reason to what they do. It's like a, it's like a <laughs> yeah. cat. It's like you never it's know. It's like a 500, 600 pets. pound just... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you want to carry bear spray, you know. I mean, oh yeah, bear spray is the thing. Yeah, or a big fucking gun, one of the two. <laughs> Would a gun do <laughs> Even that? Even then, much? like I, I don't think unless you get a really you, lucky shot, you're not stopping it before that thing tears yeah. into you. Yeah, you need like a yeah. You need and you need, you need to get a too. really like good a, buck uh, shot <laughs> to the what? brain. Yeah, otherwise, you need a yeah. headshot for sure. <laughs> otherwise, you're going down. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, no, I do. I've seen some crazy videos of uh, bears going after people. Um, I've been around like four-ish bears in my, really? my, my hiking times. I have fed a bear Fruit Loops once. <laughs> uh, I was this a wild bear? This I'm was expecting not. Definitely in the UP where they like have baby bears for, and you can have it sit on your lap for pictures. They have baby black bears. You know, like put it on your lap. Like here That's you go. Wild. Yeah. That's a, both adorable, also kind of creepy too. Kind of weird. Like, yeah, it's like. Kinda I feel like, like hmm. what are they going to do with yeah, the adults? Weird. Because the adults are like that means they're releasing adult. Are they going to release the adult I, bears? I think, and that means they're used to humans, meaning they'll more likely to attack people I think because they have, they're like, so used to humans. I think they have like conservation like gated areas where they like release the adults and they make them have kids and they're like, all right, this this is our like money maker here, the child, and then okay. the adults will die. That one will grow up. The cycle continues. That's so oh, weird. Okay. Yeah, pretty weird. <laughs> I will agree. I don't know. That's, uh, yeah, humans are weird. I like man. that. Yeah. But outdoor, cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah they out, are cool. Outdoors is cool. Yeah. Uh, again, if you know you're from outside the United States and you're listening in, we recommend don't just go to some big city like New York, Chicago, Miami, L.A. Right. Go someplace, you know, out in the the back country because it is it's exceptional. That's like, um, or mo- like half of America. Like America, America prides itself. You should go try it. Mo- most of America is, is yeah, yeah. You, is you, get all, you get country music. You got to experience the country. And I'm not saying go to like freaking Nashville. All right, you got to go to the actual country. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, definitely worth it. Actually, I mean Nashville's a good area. It's Nashville's cool. Yeah. It's cool, but it's not country. It's like that's not what people mean when they say yeah, I like yeah. country or the country music. If you want to go out of the way, go to like Theodore Roosevelt National Park. That place in the middle of nowhere, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, all right. It's got a couple. Got a couple things there. It's not yeah exceptional, but yeah. it's it's it, of a unique area in an otherwise uh, very boring plain area. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah I say the sure. same thing with Hocking Hills State Park in Ohio. Oh, that like, is that's the, so right. Area yeah. around Cincinnati and like Ohio is the most boring place on the planet, right? I'm saying this <laughs> from from Michigan, right? When there is a bit know, of rivalry, Kansas, is, Kansas wants to have a word. Yeah. But Ohio, like, there's a re- there's a reason Ohio is meme to death, right? Um, and it's it's well deserving. Even people from Ohio will be like, yeah, we get it. Um, and but Hocking Hill State Park is like this beautiful like rose in the center of this desolate plain that is Ohio or desolate cornfield that is Ohio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's actually um, it's cool. I gotta say, yeah. I think actually Ohio gets randomly like while it is not top tier, while it is still like D tier. Uh, there are worse states. Like you have Hocking Hills, you have you have like two to three good cities in Ohio. I don't know. <laughs> two to three. Cincinnati's not bad. <laughs> I mean, but like there's like decent w- spots. Columbus like, and Cleveland, you can stay away. Again, from those. it's like Kansas. What are you doing there? Like you're just driving somewhere else. That's what you're doing in Kansas. <laughs> that, like, Kansas yep. City isn't even in Kansas. I actually, didn't that's know how much that, it didn't really? want to be there. It's Dang. like trying to move out of Kansas. <laughs> See, that's yeah. the thing. It's like at least you have these couple things in Ohio that make it right. fun. But it's funny because I've like. Been to the only interesting thing in Kansas, which is a stretch, which is like a, a stretch of maybe a quarter mile stretch of of land in the dead middle of Kansas that has large spherical rocks that exist, and no one knows Giant how they balls? got there. Oh no, they weren't. They weren't. They're just. They're just these big rocks, and they're they they're clearly attached to the ground in a way that they weren't like placed there. You know. But no one knows how they're there. It's the only interesting thing, huh? Well, I l- look up big 
spherical rocks in Kansas, and you'll see what. And that, and that's all you Kansas need. Kansas big balls. All right. Kansas big balls. Big <laughs> balls in Kansas help. help. <laughs> yep. No, that's that's really cool. But all right, uh, and I think uh, on that note, with the big balls, uh, thank in you Kansas. for listening to almost the podcast. <laughs> um, you know, make sure to do the classic. You know, like follow, subscribe, all that bullshit that you know it's kind of obligatory at this point yeah don't do that that stuff sucks <laughs> get it get off of it get off of it yeah yep yeah oh uh, yeah hit that dislike button <laughs> just, i want just like you we have no dislikes <laughs> right yeah that's right youtube got rid of it just oh that's Spotify true have one yeah. yeah so no uh thank you so much for listening uh and one day we'll get there yeah peace out y'all hey thanks for listening bye